0: As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're gonna wanna listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly,
1: Once I was told there is more to the human body than basically using pharmaceutical drugs because I was diagnosed, by the way, with Addison's disease and rheumatoid arthritis, uh, fibromyalgia. I had uh, pot syndrome, which is post- post- uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So I would go up a flight of stairs. This is why I couldn't play sports anymore. And I would feel I was going to pass out. My heart rate would be at 150 beats per minute just from walking up the stairs. So... Terrible things, but all they knew how to do was give me pharmaceuticals. So when I realized there was another way, now the first doctor didn't have all the answers, but they set me on my path, and that's why I'm forever grateful to this doctor for just introducing me to the possibility of food sensitivities, gut issues, hormones, etc. Now let the
0: magic begin. Hello and Jaima, Jaima Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, and you might hear my footsteps prancing on the ground and no, I'm just simply walking. Imagine if I was prancing around, which I guess I do do sometimes. I figured, you know, many of you may be carrying me with you on your own walk, so... Just visualize us walking together as I introduce today's episode but first of all oh my gosh I'm feeling so so good today it's wild it's wild what's going on right now and if you are feeling well and your loved ones are feeling well in this moment I highly encourage you to just look around and see how beautiful and wildly perfect this moment is, (laughs) that you're alive (laughs) and those that you love are still alive. However, my heart is really, really going out to those who... Are deeply affected by what is going on right now. Perhaps you're sick, perhaps a loved one of yours is sick, and perhaps you've lost someone recently from COVID-19 or otherwise, and my heart, I'm extending it out to you. I hope that this brings some light for you in this moment, um, and I see so much of a hero in you. I just want you to know And though there's so much uncertainty and many people are experiencing extreme anxiety because of the unknown, because of the whispers of what is going on, or should I say whispers or should I say loud noise of what everyone is projecting out into the world, which I think it's wonderful to be informed, of course, I, I'm i making sure to stay updated daily because I want to know what's going on with Mama Earth and with my fellow humankind and make sure and in hopes that everything is getting better right and so it's so good to stay informed yet I could feel anxiety creep in (laughs) like a lot of anxiety and I just needed a moment to go out in nature where there's literally no one around but the birds as you can maybe hear and be so present with whatever I see as I walk on my path and right now I'm truly also admiring well all the bunnies that have been passing me saying hello, the hummingbirds, the birds and the weeds that are blooming right now in springtime. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Whether you are able to go out in nature or not, I highly encourage you to just t- to, to breathe and pause in the moment. If anything were to alleviate your anxiety, just for a moment. Just for a moment. Because n- knowing that it's temporary as all things are, pause and look around and see what is so perfect in your life right now, which is everything since you were alive. (laughs) Do you hear that bird laughing? (laughs) It's interesting as well to think about the future And how sometimes if we're not living up to what we envisioned for our future we may experience a bit of sadness, darkness, more anxiety as well, yet we're still here. Of course, do I believe that there's a higher meaning to all of this from a higher power? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. 100%. 100%. This didn't just land in our hands for humans to learn and live and figure out and die. There's definitely something in it for all of us to learn from for the greater expansion of the universe. And only time will tell and only our soul will tell. <laughs> we'll be able to feel it at this time collectively showing the universe that you know we do care about Mama Earth and the race. Oh hi, Mr. Bunny! <laughs> and if you happen to be like a mail carrier, or work at a grocery store, or serve food to others, or um, a healthcare worker—which I know many of you are healthcare workers—oh my gosh, you are truly my heroes! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your service. Seriously, I'm beyond thankful. And so is the rest of the world. Now, this healthcare practitioner is also a hero who happens to be our guest today, Dr. Steven Cabral. I've actually known of him for a while and I talk about that with him in this episode and, and his medicine contributing to the healing of my leaky gut issues back in the day which synchronistically I talked about in the second mini magic episode with Lacey Phillips. Yes, we have new little mini magic episodes that are released that are just little memories of your own magic's past that I just feel like sharing at the time. So I have two up right now, one with my friend Victoria Bowman on Isolation and Darkness and the other with Lacey Phillips, who I know many of you absolutely love on rock bottoms and ruts and i just figured that they were very fitting for the time and now today dr stephen cabral who is a board certified naturopath ayurveda and functional medicine practitioner and founder of the cabral wellness institute and stephencabral.com that's stephen with a ph and truly is just dedicated to helping people understand the root of whatever their struggles might be especially physically and why we may not have achieved yet what our ideal wellness is in some way and i didn't realize how much his facility was doing but he'll talk about that in this episode as well along with a story and a lot of advice for this pandemic at this time. I mean, what a divinely timed time for him to come on the show. We planned this for months, and I'm like, wow, I'm talking to Dr. Stephen Cabral this week. What a fitting time. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. We really get into so much. Yes, (laughs) and also on my walk, I'm remembering This episode is indeed sponsored by Skillshare. And for those of you who have not yet (laughs) heard of Skillshare or just being introduced to your own magic, well, welcome. And also, if you'd like to uh, entertain yourself with expanding yourself in some way during this time in quarantine, especially if you're bored, I mean, this is the perfect time. Honestly, this is the perfect time to to try something like Skillshare because, I mean, A, it's two months for free with their premium membership when you go to Skillshare.com forward slash Euromagic, but also... I mean, Skillshare has thousands of classes for you to try so you can learn to expand or dip your toe into a variety of different skills, and it really is phenomenal. Just spend a little time, maybe dedicate 20 minutes, 30 minutes to simply just trying something new. I mean, why not? Especially during this time. So again, that's Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. I will indeed be talking more about that mid-episode. Oh, What a wonderful way to wrap up the introduction. I'm about to approach a waterfall. I'll allow you to listen as I segue into the episode. Wow. Did you hear that? (laughs) And now I believe it is time to let the magic begin. With Dr. Stephen Cabral. First of all, I've actually known about you since I think it was 2017. I was living in Hawaii, I was listening to you, I was like, I love this guy's message and what he has to say. And then about end of 2018, I realized I might have leaky gut. So guess what I did? I went to binge a lot of your podcasts. I bought some equilibrium. It was really helpful. In fact, I didn't even have to finish it. I still have it somewhere in the house. So yeah, I just wanted you to know that that this is a big deal for me because you've been more than helpful for years for me.
1: That's amazing to hear, and I'm glad that you did overcome the leaky gut, and it's such a pervasive issue for so many people, and, and many people don't even know they have it, so I'm happy to hear that, and uh, I always appreciate hearing those success stories.
0: Uh, yeah, well, and the thing is, I wasn't even diagnosed. I had no idea. I just had a lot of similar symptoms, and so I was like, you know what? Before I go get de- might as well just try this. What is it going to do? It's not going to hurt, right? And so I used it because it was a plant-based protocol as well. And
1: so- Oh, it's great to hear. Thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah. And also, what an amazing time to talk to you as well as, I mean, I just think it's so... Um, divinely timed as I have some questions on COVID-19, but the roadmap I see for this episode is indeed to talk about your health journey and also talk some about COVID-19 just because I really like your take on it on your recent podcast and then also um, some Ayurveda wisdom and then the rain barrel effect, of course, but whatever flows if it's not in that order.
1: Sure. No, I'm happy to answer any of those questions and all of those questions.
0: Amazing. Well, okay. So first... I would love to hear, and the listeners as well, hear about you and the how, and most importantly, actually, the why you chose this road of becoming a naturopathic doctor and your health journey, just all the things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, and I usually share this part, is that when I was growing up, I grew up right outside of Boston in Medford, Massachusetts, although, I mean, we never went inside to Boston, that I lived in a world that... um you know, natural health and natural medicine just wasn't known about. Went to my PCP. I would be on antibiotics a couple times every winter. I'd be on allergy medication every spring. And that was just life. I mean, that we drank Kool-Aid for juice in the morning. We ate little Debbie snacks, I ate cereal. We had pasta every night. Like it was just pretty normal for how we were growing up along with other kids. Well, the problem is that over time I got pretty sick, pretty ill, and at 14 years old, after many illnesses and sicknesses, I began taking antibiotics uh, for a period of what would be three years for some mild acne, basically teenage acne, i had poor diet, I'd, you know, poor everything, so after 3,000 capsules of amoxicillin, essentially, we didn't know this at the time, my gut was so leaky, we call it intestinal permeability, that I was spilling proteins, bacteria, I had yeast overgrowth, I had candida overgrowth, I had SIBO, I had H. pylori, but again, no one knew this, And I ended up waking up one morning at 17 years old with debilitating immune um, imbalances. So basically my glands were swollen, uh, my eyes were puffy, my tongue was swollen, and I had no energy at all in my body. Well, I went to the doctors and they ran my blood work. And again, nothing was really off. White blood cells were off, but they said, okay, it's probably just Epstein-Barr virus. And that was that. Well, it was two years of dealing with Uh, immune issues and uh, essentially my gut issues and my whole body shutting down to the point where I couldn't play sports anymore. I had brain fog. I was out of school for almost two months, almost didn't graduate my senior year of high school. And that was really hard, not just physically, but emotionally. I mean, I was someone who was the type A, oldest born you know, I mean, if you look up, I don't know if you talk about astrology and all that. I'm, I don't know that much about Absolutely. astrology, but I'm in Aries and like I am to the T in Aries. So if you can't act with that, well, the Pitta from uh, Ayurveda, if I can't be in that mode, I don't feel like me. And so I was going through anxiety, depression. And so I was physically and mentally exhausted uh, until the point where I found by chance, two years after dealing with all of these issues, a a uh, functional medicine doctor. Now, this was in the late 90s. There wasn't a lot of internet. It wasn't hard. It wasn't easy, I should say, to find a doctor like this. But what happened was, once I was told there is more to the human body than than basically using pharmaceutical drugs, because I was diagnosed, by the way, with Addison's disease and rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, fibromyalgia. I had uh, pot syndrome, which is po- post, uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So I would go up a flight of stairs. This is why I couldn't play sports anymore. And I would feel I was going to pass out. My heart rate would be at 150 beats per minute just from walking up the stairs. So terrible things, but all they knew how to do was give me pharmaceuticals. So when I realized there was another way, now the first doctor didn't have all the answers, but they set me on my path. And that's why I'm forever grateful to this doctor for just introducing me to the possibility of food sensitivities, gut issues, hormones, et cetera. Wow.
0: And you were so young as well. I mean, I just want to send so much love to that kid who had to go through so much, but look at the journey that it led you on.
1: That's right. And so, well, I was just going to say that I wouldn't be where I am today no. without 10 years. I mean, it was 10 years, 17 years old to 27 years old to get well. And simply because I didn't have the answers. And that's why I'm dedicated to what I do today. I just If I can help, literally as they say, if you can help one other person not go through what that 17-year-old kid went through, then it's all worth it. I mean, it really is.
0: And what I love about your approach as well is that it's integrative. So, of course, you indeed make sure to look at the wholesome of everything, the food, and you integrate a lot of Ayurveda and functional medicine, but also conventional medicine as well, especially in a time like this, which I think is wonderful, as I've been very holistic uh, for the past however many years, but maybe four years ago, if somebody even mentioned something conventional, I'd be like, no, no, shut it off. But now I do see the beauty and why you would need to incorporate it all, you know, integrate it all for the health of everyone.
1: Absolutely. And, and so the I look at the body as an organism. And the body never has, <clears throat> excuse me, a shortage of pharmaceutical drugs, right? The pharmaceutical drugs are not needed by the body. There's no, they're not amino acid. They're not, they're nothing specific that we are using that's going to rebalance the body. I mean, so for listeners that are kind of new to natural medicine, the body gets out of balance for two reasons. One, it has deficiencies in a certain area. It could be vitamins, it could be minerals, it could be amino acids, fatty acids, et cetera. That's what our body's made up of. So it becomes either a deficiency or a toxicity. Then it has too much of something. Well, I had deficiencies in B vitamins and magnesium and all sorts of things, but I also had toxicities. I had heavy metals, mercury and aluminum. I also had bromine, bromides, uh, overload. And then I had um, all sorts of toxicities with my gut. One of them was H. pylori, which is a bacteria in the stomach. I had candida overgrowth from 3,000 capsules of amoxicillin. And then I had SIBO which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, again, from improper balance in the gut microbiome. So I had lots of toxicities as well as deficiencies. And if those go on long enough, well, the body begins to break down very systematically. That's why we know what's going to happen to the body. We see it. That's where genetics come into play. Genetics matter, but they never matter until your deficiencies and your toxicities show up. And that's why some people have high cholesterol at 45, some have it at 25, and some maybe not until 60 for them. genetically. It could happen at any age, depending on when they became imbalanced. So um, natural medicine is is the way to go because there is no way to correct a chronic-based illness with pharmaceuticals. However, in a life-saving condition or a life-saving circumstance where a 75-year-old has bilateral pneumonia, yes, please do use conventional medicine, emergency medicine. And we're lucky to have brilliant medical doctors. But naturopaths, and functional medicine and integrative health practitioners, we don't do what conventional medicine doctors and surgeons do. And let's, we just kind of stay in our own lane. And I think we should do that. We can refer out.
0: I want to also reiterate what you just said, because it is so important, of course, if it is a life-threatening issue, to go to the experts who have medicine that will help that healing. However, when it comes to all these things that are building up, we are exposed to so much on a daily basis that we all have these toxins within us. And so approaches like yours, that can heal our bodies naturally are not suppressing the issue with Western medicine, but actually getting to the root of it.
1: That's right. And that's what it's all about is getting to the underlying root cause because there's always an underlying root cause. Yeah. Like there is 100%. So if someone's dealing with an autoimmune issue like we work with 80 plus percent of our practice is women. So it's Hashimoto's, it's uh, infertility, estrogen dominance. Uh, uh, I mean, lupus, yeah. rheumatoid arthritis, you name it, migraines. There's always a reason why. And so just because you went to one doctor and they said, well, no, it's just genetic or it's just this, you can get another opinion. I mean, you really can. The first doctor I went to, well, my, my PCP had none of the answers unless it came to diagnosing a disease. And yes, I was diagnosed with many diseases, mm-hmm. but I started to, you know, the internet was coming around. I started reading about what does it look like for someone with Addison's disease or autoimmune issues in their early 20s? Well, they don't live a very long life. And so I that put the, you know, impetus on me to like, let's get going. Like, let's figure this out. This can't be. Taking Cortef the rest of my life is not going to work. And so then I went to another doctor, and this doctor now is a functional medicine doctor. He didn't have all the answers, but he showed me that you're eating foods that you're sensitive to. It's causing inflammation. You've got gut-based issues. Your adrenals are not working properly, which is now we know the HPA axis. So, but again, this doctor didn't have all the answers. So I continued my search. And then eventually I found my mentor who put it all together for me saying, yes, you need to look at functional medicine and lab testing that you've been doing, but you can't forget about." the nature side of things. And that is Ayurveda. That is the science of life. And so you have to realize who you are, how you were born, your constitution, and you also need to live for that. You can't work and go 16 hours a day like you like to, like you need to draw back a little bit. And so, you know, it was a, it was a really nice energy. And I learned so many, so much from so many practitioners and I studied overseas. And so and, and I believe you—you've traveled as well, and you just learn a different perspective in life. And I wouldn't be, again, where I am today um, without traveling. I mean, I've been to—I've interned in China and India and Sri Lanka and Europe and just the perspective is amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I too have spent a lot of time around those areas, especially like you, the Himalayan mountains. And I'm curious how you were able to explore Ayurveda when you were there and then how you were able to, I guess we're going to jump straight into Ayurveda because it interests me (laughs) so much, but, and then how you were able to prove its benefits and effects with like lab testing, or is it just taking their word for their thousands of years of recorded history or both?
1: It's actually both. So even though I mean, a lot of people when you look at natural medicine, they're like, oh well, there's no science behind it. You have to understand is that when you when you study for your doctoral degree in naturopathy, you become a naturopathic doctor, you study uh any of these other degrees, like you are learning just the science and just the facts. We don't work off of anecdotal evidence. Meaning Everything we do is based off of science and every, or like orthomolecular medicine and Linus Pauling is being talked a lot about now because of vitamin C and working with COVID. All of these things have already been researched. There's already lots of studies on them. It's just that conventional medicine is the medicine of the day. Now, before a hundred years ago, before the 19, let's say nineteen hundred. It was not. And we had 6,000 years of Ayurvedic medicine, 3,000 years of traditional medicine. We've got ancient Greek medicine. And all of them are sharing what's working. And yes, that's all anecdotal, but it's 6,000 years worth. That's, that's pretty impressive. That's a big research study. <laughs> yeah. And then we have also studies on Ayurveda. So the Maharishi Institute and many others um, have done research. And I've got a big book um, in my library. About 800 pages just on um scientific research behind Ayurvedic studies. Uh, so what I do is I lab test. So I, I mean, still, as I say that, I still go back to I'm a very scientific, skeptical-based mind to this day. And the whole reason for me going overseas was simply to say: whatever is the best form of medicine, whether it be bioregulatory medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, herbalism, Ayurveda, orthomolecular, that's what I'm gonna practice. And then I realized, oh, okay. They all work. That's why people do them. But you have to know who to use them with at what time. And that's the secret. And so if you know all of them from an integrated based approach, then you know... And then the big part is this, lab test. Mm-hmm. So if I lab test and I find out what's going on, because remember, we can figure all of this out, then I say, okay, now... I'm not going to practice acupuncture, but I know the herbs to use and I know how to remove the deficiencies or add the deficiency, I should say, add uh, the vitamins, minerals, amino acids to bring up the deficiencies and remove the toxicities. And then I'll refer out to a brilliant acupuncturist in my local area. And so we can work together. Like that's the thing. I'm not going to be a chiropractor, but I know brilliant chiropractors that could do soft tissue work and work on biomechanical issues for someone with migraines. And It's the approach I've taken to this day, and and I I really, I mean, I don't have to say I I think it works. I know that it works just because we see people, right? We, We see people get results.
0: Yeah, that is so fascinating as well that you're able to. I mean, you really are able to integrate it all. That is something that I deeply appreciate as someone who has had different health issues and also someone who um, right now is under the same roof as two people that are, as I'm going to segue right now into COVID and then more Ayurveda stuff, but just came to mind as you were saying a lot of this stuff. I'm under the roof of two people who are vulnerable to COVID. Uh, Mm. My dad is 75. And my mom, she has Graves' disease, which is an autoimmune disease. Yet, one thing, uh, my dad actually has a specific question for you, for himself. He's super into whatever the Western practitioner doctors say. You know, that's his... 1944-year-old mindset, right? Yes. And so, however, he is more open to a lot of the natural ways of living, especially listening to someone like you. He appreciates your unbiased approach to sharing what you know and what the facts are about COVID-19, but integrating it all. So, Again, he's 75. He's cut back on coffee from about 12 cups to three cups a day, which is big for him, which is very that, big that's right?
1: That's huge. Yes.
0: That's, that's huge. And it's hard. It's not easy, you know? And then the alcohol about four drinks, and sometimes more than that, to about uh, one and a half drinks a night, which is also big for him. Walking about 10,000 steps, which he was very sedentary, eating a more wholesome plant-based diet, which he's done for a while now. But again, this COVID-19 and being vulnerable has really kicked everything in gear for him. Yet the still, the one thing that he wants to have under control, which other people listening may as well, or they know someone that does have the problem with this, which is blood pressure, high blood pressure. So he is curious on how to lower blood pressure a more natural way of doing so uh, as obviously high blood pressure I guess is more susceptible to the harmful symptoms of covid 19 so that was his question for you
1: yeah well I'm happy to help and um, any cardiovascular vascular-based disease is absolutely more susceptible for covid 19 for th- because of the fact that it, you're going to get inflammation inside of the body mm-hmm. and the inflammation doesn't necessarily come from the virus itself but it comes from our own m- immune reaction to the virus Mm-hmm. So what happens is we get any type of pathogen in our body and our body creates inflammation and sometimes it's systemic meaning like Let's say you have gut issues and every time you eat while well, your guts permeable And so you allow all sorts of what's called lipopolysaccharides or bacteria into the bloodstream Well, the immune system about 80% of it surrounds the 26 feet of digestive tract And it lights up and it lights up basically as a war zone and the white blood cells are going after the, the particular amino acid strands, which are the proteins, lipopolysaccharides, bacteria, et cetera. And all of that creates inflammation in the body. You know, what? how do you feel it? Well, most people feel it as maybe a little brain fog, a little bit of fatigue, a little extra grogginess waking up, maybe some skin rashes or headaches or low mood. That's how a lot of people experience it on a daily basis. They don't really understand or attribute it to where it's coming from. Some people look a little bit more puffy, like they're holding a little bit more water. That's common. Other people may get higher levels of inflammation in the arteries, and that leads to then a buildup of calcium or tightening of the arteries, hardening of the arteries, or high cholesterol. Some people also get the same with high blood pressure. Um, But I'll I'll just let you know that most people that we work with with high blood pressure in our practice, there is a great discrepancy between two ratios. The first is calcium and magnesium. Calcium being from maybe years of uh, 12 cups of coffee, high levels of stress, And what the body does is under higher levels of stress, it actually pulls calcium into the bloodstream. And it does that to move more into the fight or flight. So it it can experience what's called sympathetic nervous system dominance, which gets you ready for a survival-based situation. Now, the adrenaline or norepinephrine from the coffee, the coffee doesn't have it, but the coffee produces that sympathetic nervous system dominance, then causes what's called arterial-based constriction, arterial constriction, you tightening of your arteries. So over time with calcium and the tightening of those arteries because of stress, sympathetic nervous system dominance can lead to high blood pressure. So high levels of cortisol, we want to check your dad for, but we also want to check for a lack of magnesium. And it's not just magnesium from typical diet. It's enough magnesium to balance calcium. So that's where conventional medicine doesn't understand it. It's, it the, so health is not the absence of disease. Right? Just because your blood levels are in check does not mean you are healthy. All it means is that there's no disease at a blood level. That's all that it means. And blood's a homeostatic fluid, which means that it's almost always going to be balanced. The problem is at a tissue level. So at a tissue level, there's not enough magnesium. And it's not enough magnesium to balance calcium. So we look at that very, very specifically. And then we look at one other one, which is sodium to potassium. So people are always told with high blood pressure, stay away from sodium, stay away from sodium. Yeah. That's not necessarily true. It's, sodium is only bad if you don't have enough potassium as well as magnesium in order to balance it. And if you're dehydrated. And sodium comes mainly as an issue if you're in what's called uh, HPA axis. So the adrenals, hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal fight or flight. And the reason for this is that when you begin to produce something called mineral corticoids, there's no test at the end, but I just want you to know how it works. Um, Your body produces a hormone called aldosterone. And with aldosterone being produced, it tells the kidneys to let go of potassium, but to hold on to sodium. And because of that, then you get the constriction of the arteries. So you're you're geared up, you're ready for survival, you're ready for fight or flight. Well, if you do that long enough, you can end up in A state of hypertension and high blood pressure.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. It's what's interesting. I could see myself getting extreme. I don't know, anxiety or something, listening to something like this, like, how do I know if I have any of this? You know what I mean? Right. What is something simple people can begin doing just to get to a state of equilibrium, actual homeostasis, or just be able to know, begin to rebalance their gut health, whether they don't have any symptoms or people that do have other vulnerable issues right now when it comes to COVID-19, like the best advice for all of us to just begin to reset ourselves.
1: Well, in terms of overall health, typically a lot of people will go to their doctors on a yearly basis and they'll run their blood work. And that's great. You should run your blood work. And that just means, okay, you're disease-free. Good. You just check that off for the year things are good. And if you're over the age of, let's say 50, then you want to run your blood work every six months just to make sure. Again, because you don't want anything to sneak up on you. You want to take care of it right away. I mean, high white blood cells or low white blood cells could be a sign of cancer. So like, well, let's find that out right away so that we can begin to work on it naturally, conventionally, or both together, however you want to. So um, things like checking your glucose, checking your blood pressure, those are easy to do at home. What we provide So, I mean, for everybody listening, I always recommend free first. So, of course, I would love people to read uh, my book, The Rain Barrel Effect. It is 100% of all profits go to charity. But it's just you need the basis. You need the foundation. Um, You can listen to podcasts just like this. I have a podcast as well, The Cabral Concept. So start with free, learn more, kind of get the foundation. And then um, we have a a set of at-home labs. They're not our labs. So I, I always like people to know that, too. We provide them to people around the world. And we're one of the first companies ever to do that to open source at-home lab testing. That's amazing. And thank you. And the reason why we did that is in 2016, I had to make a choice. We were doing 20,000 appointments a year. And I said, we either have to open a third center or I'm going to take this online. And my choice was the max I can do at a wellness center, which is a lot, is 10 to 20,000 appointments a year. But it's a <laughs> lot of management. And it's a lot of time not spent mm-hmm. teaching, right? So it's like... I could teach on a daily basis and reach 20,000 people a day mm-hmm. instead of 20,000 people a year. So that's what I did. And it's the, I mean, it's the best choice, one of the best choices I've ever made. It gives me a lot of, like, I feel good at the end of the day just saying, I was able to reach more people today than I could in an entire year. And so that's what we did. And, and you still have to have a doctor sign off on your labs. But anyway, we sign off on all these labs and you can get them right, take them right at home. And then you can speak with a health coach, get a personalized wellness plan. Um, that I've looked over, our medical directors looked over. So that's great as well. And so even if you're not feeling, even if you, like I feel great (laughs) and I'm healthier today now than I am 20 years ago, but people say, well, how does that work? Well, it works by keeping yourself in balance. And so you you do that on a yearly basis just to find out what you don't know. Like for example, I I eat a predominantly plant-based diet and I tested my omega-3 levels without taking any omega-3 supplements. And I've realized just with testing thousands of people, you're still never at the perfect range without some omega-3 supplementation, whether vegan-based or whether fish oil-based. You're just not. It's just because we get way more Mm omega-6s, even from healthy food. Like I love hemp hearts, Mm -hmm. but it's way more omega-6s than (sighs) omega-3s. So what I'm saying is if you can test, test. It's just, you're going to get so okay. much data. So that's that. I,
0: I am <laughs> testing and I'm also going to get my dad to test and my mama, especially my mama. I mean, she has Gray's disease to test. So, cause it's been, it's been a minute. I, yes. man, I haven't gotten tested in a long time, so I definitely need to. But also what you didn't see, you didn't foresee In four years, from 2016, before you decided to create this in-home lab testing, this pandemic going on. So what a time for everybody to be able to, you know, go somewhere where they can do this at home. You know, and just get all the results at home at this time while we're all staying inside. I mean, that is absolutely phenomenal. So I'm glad that you provide that service, and of course, I'll leave links to that service in the show notes. Appreciate it. (laughs) But
1: yeah, yeah. well, we're actually working right now. So I mean, that's that's the thing. You never foresee these things. All I wanted to do was be able to reach people outside of Boston, Massachusetts, where my two centers were, and that, and so it now it's grown. uh, Simply providing a service that people desperately need. Like that's basically it, because most people don't want to ask their doctor for these labs. Their doctor's going to say no, or what do you need to to learn that for? Or the doctors don't know how to read these, the medical doctors don't know how to read these labs simply because they're not taught them in medical school. And it's not the doctor's fault, like it's not your MD's fault, that's not their job. But if you go to a doctor, and you don't have to work with us, you can just see your local functional medicine doctor as long as they specialize this, or your local integrative health practitioner. But now it's gotten to the point that equilibrium was actually asked by one of the largest labs in the U.S. to provide testing data um, to develop their COVID-19 lab test, so that if this ever happens again, people can test for COVID-19 right at home. And so we're excited to be able to do that. And yeah. that's a complimentary thing that we're trying to do just yeah. to to move wow. things forward because this won't be the last virus that we see.
0: I had no idea you were doing that. That is phenomenal. Wow. And also... Oh my gosh. What about, okay. So I I don't know how much it costs to do this, but I do know that a lot of people right now are going through, you know, it's a, it's a financially tight time for the majority of the States in the world, I guess. So what can people do if they can't afford testing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And not everyone can. And I completely understand that when I was, um, 19 years old, and I saw this first functional medicine doctor. Uh, you know, we didn't, I didn't come from a wealthy family. So we did what we could at the time. So we did uh, a hormone test for my basically cortisol levels and testosterone, DHEA, estrogen, progesterone. And then uh, we did a food sensitivity test. So those are the two that we did. And then I, six months later, then I did a, a stool test basically for bacteria and H. pylori, and I found H. pylori. So it's like I found things all along, but I couldn't afford them all right away. It would have been great, but so I totally get that. And it's also why we do payment plans now, but let's say that you can't do any lab testing. That's okay. So what we do is we have to look at specifically what your symptoms are telling us, because sometimes we can go by that alone. And and so our job is to be able to help people no matter what. We can't say, oh, well, we can't help you because you didn't run a lab test. No, we have to be able to give someone a protocol that might even be the same price as a lab test. So if we have to choose one or the other, well, we're going to choose the protocol. Because if it came back positive on your lab, well, we need to to do the protocol anyway. So that's how we look at it. Um, So like, for example, the 21-day functional medicine detox that we do, if people are just looking for a place to start, like your dad, that is the place to start, right? It's, it is because it combines so much. You learn about plant-based nutrition. You learn about meal timing. You learn about a 12-hour or more intermittent fast every day. Like you're learning and you don't even know that you're doing it. Meaning like we're not saying, oh, this is why we're doing it. We're just saying, listen, just follow the plan and here's the results that you're going to get. So I can't recommend the 21-day uh, functional medicine detox enough as a starting place for 99 out of 100 people.
0: That is absolutely amazing. Is that? I think that's what I did as well for the leaky gut. I can't remember. It was 2018 – but it was something it was a certain amount of
1: you would have done the candida and bacterial overgrowth protocol that's right
0: and again it was very helpful obviously but yeah that's that is so helpful to know thank you for that note and also i'm glad to hear that you have a payment plan for a lot of people because sometimes that is what people need yomi short interruption just to share the magic of our sponsor skillshare which happens to be an online learning community that is offering you two months for free of their premium membership when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And why not? Especially right now, while we are all inside, this is the time to explore new skills and deepen existing passions, getting lost in the creativity Of whatever our soul is guiding us to, and trying out many different classes from Skillshare. You can stay inspired and express yourself, and even connect with a community of other creatives and like minded beings on Skillshare, which is phenomenal. There are those that are interested in writing, writing poetry, writing scripts, digital illustration, painting. And there's many different classes on those kind of arts. I know a lot of people, a lot of Yomi's have been taking Skillshare to learn more about photography, especially as more people are creating their own platforms where <laughs> Skillshare also has classes on helping out with that like podcasts and youtube yada yada so it doesn't hurt it's two months of premium membership for free join skillshare by going to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic yep free that's skillshare.com forward slash your own magic and now on with the show now one last thing about COVID-19. I'm just curious if you have any other messages for our listeners and what they can do for their health Excellent. and how they can boost their immune system.
1: Absolutely. So right now with all of the virus um, talk that's going on right now, I want most people under the age of 65 are going to experience no symptoms or flu-like symptoms if they do get the COVID-19 virus. And you will be okay. As long as you do the right things as well. Yeah. Meaning, like, I do something called the de stress protocol. It's focused on diet, exercise, and stress reduction, and toxin removal, and rest, which is your sleep and emotional balance, and supplement protocols, and success mindset. Meaning, like, there isn't one way to achieve great health. And that's what I've learned over the years. Meaning, you can have the best diet in the year, but if you're stressed out all day and not getting any sleep, that diet is not, it's gonna help, but it's not gonna be the end all be all. So for everyone right now, uh, what I've uh a virus update page and um, we can just link it up if you want it's up to you but it it basically just goes through all the research and all the data and it's the best of conventional medicine and the best of natural basically naturopathic medicine so what we're looking at right now the way to boost the immune system is to use your um activated multivitamin a functional medicine multivitamin on a daily basis use your omega 3s those are like must haves Uh, And if you want, like an optional thing would be, we have something called a daily fruit and vegetable uh, powder. You could use any greens powder that you feel good about. You could use a good probiotic that you feel good about. But the ways to boost the immune system besides those foundational ones are vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and melatonin if you're not sleeping well at night. And the studies are backing this up. So right now, in China, they have three independent research studies going on. The studies won't come out until September, but they're showing that, higher dose vitamin C is working exceptionally well. They started using it in New York City hospitals and getting fantastic results with it. So even though um, younger the younger people are not going to be as affected as 65 plus or those at any age who are immune compromised, we need to pass this information on to everyone. And what they're using in hospitals right now is 1,500 milligrams, so 1.5 grams of vitamin C four times a day. Now, if you're not sick, I think you only need to use half that to keep your immune system boosted over the next eight weeks, because we won't hit a peak until about the third week of April in the United States. So after that, we'll start to see less cases than we see more cases on a daily basis. So that's a good thing. Everybody, unless you're maintaining a daily tan, everybody should be taking thirty-five IU's of vitamin D per pound of body weight, and that equates to a simple four thousand to five thousand IU's every day. It's about four to five drops of vitamin D. Um, Zinc. So 50 to 75 milligrams of zinc when sick, but on a daily basis, anywhere from 15 to 30 milligrams is fine. And then melatonin, one milligram to five milligrams as needed for sleep at night, typically just for a few weeks to get yourself in a sleep cycle. uh, Also figuring out why you can't sleep besides the melatonin. Because uh, again, all of these have underlying root causes. It could be uh, anxiety, it could be neurotransmitters, it could be cortisol. I and mean, there's a lot of reasons. Um, and then when you are sick, five to twenty milligrams of melatonin. So all of these are backed up by science. They do work. And the last thing I want to add for those people that are, let's say, under the age of, you know, forty years old, but they have parents that are sixty-five plus or grandparents, it's n- it's not us. It's not the younger crowd that needs to be worried, right? but we have to be worried for our parents and grandparents that we don't spread it to them because 80% of the people have no symptoms. So I know that we don't wanna make our parents feel lonely or anything like that, but we have to stay away from them right now for their sake, not ours.
0: I know I need to go get an Airbnb. Um, especially I was actually sequestered in my bedroom for a while because I had a 103 degree fever mm. and felt weak and actually was had hot flash like symptoms. I don't know what a hot flash is like, but I was I just felt randomly hot. So I was like what's going on? But it could have also been a hormonal thing. I don't know. Yeah, so this is all very helpful. Thank you. My pleasure. My mom says, I can't have zinc. Don't give me anything with zinc because of her Graves' disease. Is there certain conditions that are not able to have zinc or some of these vitamins and minerals?
1: Well, so remember, Graves has an underlying root cause as well. And yes, zinc is going to help with the formation of thyroid hormones, but so is B6 and so is selenium and so is tyrosine. So it ends up, well, I mean, you have to stay away from so many things. So with Graves, we need to say is, okay, why the overproduction of thyroid hormone? And so we need to look at heavy metals and we need to look at gut issues and we need to look at, you know, toxicity-specific things like that. So um, I can't right. give every contraindication for every... Because there are, right? There's issues for everything. for everything. Um, but that's one, if you are on pharmaceuticals, you do need to check. Uh, but again, zinc... Like, let's say you get sick. Well, you might... Maybe if you took zinc, it doesn't happen to everybody, you'd get a, a spike in, in thyroid, but... Um, you, but your body would probably be healthier because <laughs> zinc would help with formation of white blood cells and stop the replication of a virus. So like, if it was my mom, that that's basically what I would say.
0: Gotcha. I was just curious about that little note and other people that might potentially have yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. But like you were saying, heavy metals and all these things that are indeed were accumulating as we go about our day-to-day basis, especially, I mean, I had been traveling for a long time, so I know that I had been exposed to many different toxins, even though I am a whole foods eater. However, I just know that there are toxins that I am detoxing from my body as we speak. So I'm curious, can you talk about or elaborate on the rain barrel effect?
1: Absolutely. And so everything that we Experience in life, uh, in terms of let's just talk, let's talk health in this example, is from us filling up our rain barrel in terms of a negative effect. So it would be this when I got sick at 17, I thought it was out of the blue, but it was from years of eating. Uh, let's say, farm-raised meat and drinking a glass of milk with every meal. Uh, That was obviously not very clean. That was eating Fruity Pebbles. That was high stress. I was a type A personality. Uh, I was playing sports and working at the same time. I was, as my mom said, burning the candle at both ends. Uh, So I had poor diet. I had way too much activity, Um, stress with school, just trying to do my best. And then I was taking um, amoxicillin on a daily basis. So you know what happened was I was gradually filling up my rain barrel. And a rain barrel, for those that don't know, and I didn't know actually <laughs> until I heard this term, is your gutters off the side of your house will catch water. And that water um, is used so that it doesn't go all over your property and destroy your grass or make mud or whatever it might be. And But typically the rain barrel begins to fill up and nobody really checks on it. Well, you don't check on it until it overflows. That's when you see <laughs> The first issue, right? That's when you, the disease comes about. That's when I got Addison's disease and rheumatoid arthritis. So the Addison's disease, which is the inability to produce cortisol, basically the adrenals shut down and rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune issue and POTS and fibromyalgia and type, type two diabetes. Like how does all of this happen? Well, it doesn't happen overnight. I filled up that rain barrel. My body could no longer compensate. Remember we talked about deficiencies and toxicities. Well, eventually the toxicities became too great the deficiencies uh, became too great as well, and then my body became out of balance. We call it dynamic equilibrium in uh, traditional naturopathy as well. They always talked about the body is in a state of flux. It is never perfectly balanced. It teeter-totters back and forth, and it's the body's way of staying balanced. So for example, let's say that you eat, um, or, or just say like someone has a can of soda. That should kill the person, legitimately. The pH is so low, that it should kill. But what we have is a buffering mechanism. Our body is able to buffer that low pH with our own mineral-based system and bring it back to a normal blood level of what's considered a pH of 7.35. So that's what our body has. But after a while, no, we become imbalanced after we've overflowed that rain barrel. We get Graves' disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Allergies is a perfect example, right? Okay. So you don't have allergies for... Uh, nine months of the year and then all of a sudden spring hits and you have allergies. Well, you got exposed to pollen. A little bit's okay. And then it's got a little bit more, a little bit more. And oh, now you have allergies. Mm-hmm. So our job then is to empty that rain barrel and that's how we get back to health.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Now, first step into, even though we've kind of already talked about it, but first step into emptying that rain barrel, just pour that first liter out, (laughs) what should
1: we do? Yes. Well, that's, that's the truth is like, if you filled it up, you can't empty Mm -hmm. it. The only time you can't is when you've caused permanent damage to the body. Mm -hmm. So for example, we're able to help people. We can't, only medical doctors can use the terms treat, diagnose, cure, all that good stuff. But what happens is, Let's say someone has rheumatoid arthritis. I use that a lot. Or let's say Hashimoto's, because I think a lot more of your audience will know people with Hashimoto's and and maybe even dealing with some of it themselves. So, uh, or Graves. I mean, Hashimoto's is just a 10 to 1 for Graves. It's much, much higher. So, but let's say it's a thyroid issue. Well, what happens is that the same way you got here is the same way that you can get back out as long as, let's say your thyroid wasn't destroyed. Or in rheumatoid arthritis, um, you don't have permanent damage to the knuckles. Because you can you can... Let's people call it either going in remission or you no longer have it. It's the same exact thing. If you don't have it, you don't have it. If it doesn't show up in blood work, it's not there. I don't have Addison's disease anymore. Is it in remission? Doesn't matter. Do I, I mean, I don't have rheumatoid arthritis or type 2 diabetes. Are they in remission? Well, maybe because they're in my genetics, but it doesn't mean that I have to have them. So what I did myself and what I recommend to others is to empty that rain barrel for what they have for mm-hmm. issues. And for most people, it starts with a good functional medicine detox. And this often gets confused as to, like, oh, well, is that a juice cleanse or is that an intestinal cleanse? And it's not. What it is, is specific things to help your own body do its job Uh, better. So it literally helps your liver clean your blood and your tissues to a better degree. And your liver is right below your right side of your rib cage. It's working every second of the day. It filters all of your blood in your body every six minutes. And without it, well, we wouldn't be here. So that liver, though, is being exposed to your own endogenous toxins—that means the waste from your own body and cells and your hormones—and exogenous toxins, which is the environment. And that uh, people say, "Oh, the, you know, your body does all of it on a daily basis." Yes, it does, but it was never meant to be exposed to seventy-seven thousand plus man-made chemicals. And if we run an environmental toxicity test on anyone, trust me you will show up with toxins Absolutely. in your body. So so that that's the place to start. Yes.
0: Oh, that is so helpful. And you know what? I did not know until recently that there are high profile scientists and Western practitioners that apparently believe in detoxing or think that detoxing is a myth. But I'm like, wait, doesn't our body just naturally detox on its own? Or people do obviously do Juice fast and fast to detox, but I like what you're saying about how just fueling ourselves in a way that or maybe even eliminating certain foods from our diet to naturally detox. But why are these statements made? I'm just I'm really curious why these claims are being made.
1: Well, uh, conventional medicine is black and white. That's it.
0: Yeah. So
1: <clears throat> I mean, when you whether you're studying, um, whether you're studying naturopathy or you're studying to become a medical doctor or DO, et cetera everyone takes toxicology. It's a course. So we all know that toxins exist. But with conventional medicine, you either are dying from sepsis or you don't have it, right? It has to be on your blood work. And so they don't really get it or or mercury or lead, right? These are all toxins. So we know that they exist. Conventional medicine though, only looks at black and white. If you are one tenth of a point within range or a hundredth of a tenth, or a hundredth of a point on your blood work in range within a lab, then you won't even be looked at. You'll just say, no, everything's normal. Well, it's not normal. One more hundredth of a point and you'd be on medication. That's the thing. And so we know, and actually, that's why I have a free course on this. And Ah. if you want to give that away, you're welcome to. So it's so important of a topic and it's so overlooked that um, we're just trying to teach people about it. And so what we do is we do it from a science-based perspective. Here's what your body needs for phase one detox. Here's what it needs for phase two. This is science-based. We all studied this in uh, college, but uh, it gets kind of overlooked. And what happens though over time is that these toxicities lead to inflammation. And both conventional and natural both agree that inflammation is part of the issue with over 90% of all disease. So they would say, yes, with inflammation. Well, where's the inflammation come from? Because inflammation is not a root cause. You don't just catch inflammation inflammation is caused by something externally or internally that affects the body. And in many cases, it could be uh, heavy metals, or it could be food sensitivities, or it could be candida overgrowth, or parasites, or SIBO, or H. pylori. I mean, there's a lot of things. And so what we do is we just say, and a lot of men are like this. So like, I'm a guy, so I can say that. Um, But it's like, show me the evidence. Mm -hmm. And I agree. Like, I mean, that guys are stubborn. And so in our practice, we just say, listen, we want to prove it to you. Here's the lab you can run if you'd like. It's easy to do. It's a simple urine-based test mm-hmm. or finger prick. That's it for the blood. It will show you if you have any heavy metals. And this one will show you if you have any environmental toxicities. like, we don't need to convince you of it. Here's an outside lab. The lab will tell you if you do or not. And if you don't, great. Then you don't. And if you do, well, here's how to fix it. So like we never have, we never, I never argue with anybody because I just say, listen, I I don't have to be right. I mean, this is not my information. This is the facts. And and here's what you can do to see if you have it or not.
0: Oh that is so good to know, and I know many stubborn women as well that are like give me that evidence, otherwise I don't believe that this exists so that makes that makes a lot of sense. that's really helpful. But how about what world is fasting? I finished I completed a twenty two day water fast this time last year, and I'm curious what you think about fasting and if you are for fasting, how to go about that?
1: Yeah, so the only contraindications for fasting would be are you healthy enough. And I know that's going to sound strange in order to do it. So to do a water fast or a longer fast, someone actually has to be, uh, they can't be too catabolic because your body wouldn't have enough reserves and it would become really weak. And that, that would be an issue. But what we do is so, and that's, again, that, for most people, that should be done under medical um, supervision. Although, obviously, there can be great benefit. But for a regular fast, so we recommend what to do daily, what to do weekly, what to do monthly, and then what to do quarterly. That's how we oh, look at
0: okay, it. Okay, that's good.
1: So, on a daily basis, most people should be fasting between twelve and sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. The sweet spot seems to be twelve to fourteen hours for most people, not sixteen. And the reason is that And again, I've done full 30-minute podcasts on this, but I'll give you the short of it. Um, You want to stop eating three to four hours before bed. That's the most important time to start your fast. So the reason is that you're going to get deeper sleep, more rejuvenating sleep. Your body's not going to be using energy for digestion when you go to bed, and it can then work on repairing the body. So three to four hours before bed, hands down, the best time to start your fast. And then hopefully you're in bed for eight hours. Okay, so we have about 11, 12 hours right there. Perfect. So now if you can go one more hour or two more hours after waking, you can still have water. Then you're at a 14-hour fast. Now, most people should break their fast when the stress of the day starts. And that's because if you raise uh, what's called glucocorticoids, cortisol, your body makes sugar anyways. It's going to break down liver glycogen and bring it into your bloodstream. And it does that to get you ready for fight or flight. However, if you were to eat some food with some carbohydrates in them, then it would actually blunt cortisol, the effect of cortisol, and allow you to stay a little bit more calm and at ease and give your body the fuel that it needs anyways. So um, we find that kind of the the happy medium is usually like 6 o'clock at night, go to bed somewhere around 10 and um, start eating again around eight o'clock in the morning. It's different for different people's schedules, Mm -hmm. um, of course, but you can simply follow the three to four hours before bed, stop eating, and then, and do your best, right? So I mean, if you're going out at the weekend and you're out with friends and all that, well, that's one night that you're not doing it, but um, we can't go into all the specifics because some people have hypoglycemia, they have low blood sugar, and so Mm -hmm. different things affect different people. If you're meditating all morning, of course, you'd probably be able to go 16 hours because you're in a more relaxed state, but that's just general guidelines on a daily basis.
0: All of that completely resonates and I couldn't agree more. In fact, I actually don't even recommend a lot of people do what I did, the 22-day water fast because I didn't see certain things happen until well after that fast. But yeah, I am pro, I guess they call it intermittent fasting, yes. but I do about 12 hours as well. Um, but you know what? I go to bed a little full. It would be wise for me to test out go into bed with more of an empty stomach and waking up and eating. But does that apply for all doshas?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, the, the, the interesting thing is this, and that's why you have to, we have to be careful about the current dogma of the day, where people wait until the end of the day to have their biggest meal. It's exactly the opposite of what you should be doing for your health. Mm. If you, If you were to skip one meal per day, it wouldn't be breakfast. It would be dinner.
0: Right. 100%. Yeah.
1: Every every country in the world, every, uh, I shouldn't say country, every, uh, re- well, yes, religion, but also form of medicine always said dinner is the smallest meal or you skip dinner for health. And we right. just like, we're communal, right? So we say, oh, well, we're, we're not with each other all day, so we don't have the chance to have a meal together. So we do it at night. And I get that. I'm having my dinner with my family at night, but I just make sure that lunch is the bigger meal and dinner is not this gorge fest of eating all the food that you know you didn't do for breakfast remember i mean just cuz you didn't do it earlier in the day doesn't mean you should add on more later in the day that's really not the way that the human digestive system was also set up that's very taxing on the body requires a lot of enzymes and a lot more energy in order to break that down
0: Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. My dinner used to be the largest. And like I said, I would go to bed on a fuller stomach, but it's just because I just had dinner and then I would go to bed about an hour later. But the reason why I had to stop that whole dinner, eat dinner, like a king mindset is because it would trigger um, binging episodes for whatever Mm. reason. And so I just stopped that and said, just say, you know, a normal sized dinner, but it, it wasn't as simple as I just shared it, but we only have limited time, but right. that is it. So, never, is. Yes. It never, it never is. <laughs> but yeah, so that is, that is actually very helpful. And that does resonate. That feels right. That feels like a message that I actually need to hear because I'll wake up and I'm not super hungry and it's because, you know, I went to bed on a fuller stomach. Yeah. So it's interesting just to hear you say that message right now that does resonate. That's great. Yeah, thank you. And I have one last question that I ask all the Your Own Magic guests. How would you advise the Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic?
1: For me, it's self-awareness. It always comes back to self-awareness. And it's understanding kind of what we've been talking about on the show, what sounds right and what feels right for you. But also being willing to sometimes say, uh, this is information, wherever, whatever field it might be in, that although I don't want to hear it at this moment, I probably do. And that's just listening and having a conversation with yourself more often and that you're not afraid to listen to sometimes the little bit of the darker spots or things that are happening. Um, And and it's my belief as well that I'm a very different person than I was 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. is that people can change. They can absolutely change for the better. And you can make of this life what you want. And that's really my belief and it's my hope for people. And uh, the way that I'm able to do that, the way that I try to help is that if you don't have your health and you don't have your energy, it's just very difficult. And I know that from being young and not having energy or health, that it's, it's difficult to be in the right mindset or to do the things that you believe you're capable of, or you simply want to do with your life. And so again, if I can be of any service or any help, I'm happy to do that.
0: Oh, thank you, Dr. Cabral. Where can everyone find you?
1: My main website is stephencabral.com, and it's just stephencabral.com forward slash podcast for my podcast, The Cabral Concept. My book is The Rain Barrel Effect and um, I hang out over on Instagram at Stephen Cabral as well. So happy to comment and chat with people there.
0: I love that. And oh yeah, I made a little note because you said earlier that you're an Aries, so happy birthday.
1: Appreciate it. just celebrated it at the end of March. Yeah, that's right.
0: Oh, you just celebrated it. Yeah, happy birthday. I'm an early
1: Aries, that's right.
0: (laughs) Because you are so healthy, do you feel better as you age?
1: I do. Um, I mean, every year I feel, I honestly feel better. And I wouldn't say that if it wasn't the truth. I feel better now than I did even 10 years ago. Uh, and certainly better than I did 20 years ago dealing with illness.
0: I love hearing that. I'm about to turn 30 this year, so I'm going to have that mindset that every decade is just going to be the best decade and the healthiest, especially as more information like you are providing comes out there. So yeah, I'm so thankful I was able to spend this time with you and share your wisdom with the listeners.
1: Same here. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you.
0: Dear Yummies, thank you so much, so, so much for Lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode today. I am honored to provide this for you and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra. That is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments but also send love back to you because why not and then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals high-vibing individuals to to raise your vibrations feel free to join us in the your own magic secret facebook group that will also be left in the show notes and feel free to browse magic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course my offering, my service, is The Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations. And the most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state. For example, like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state along with others like activating your third eye or short simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety and a lot of deep imaginings which i love to do personally is to just visualize and expand my imagination so i can be more creative in my day in addition to that other soul expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals yada yada (laughs) Anyway, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.